first thing to recognize is with the narcissist, everything's about power and control. All right, it, everything's a game because they they lack the ability to have proper empathy. They just don't care. It's not possible. And so every attempt or every engagement with them is about extracting something from you. It is a pure power dynamic, a pure manipulative game. That's all they're after. And so they use incredibly crazy making tactics to get us to question our reality, question who we are. They are incredibly charming. They'll tell you how special you are, how smart. Um, they need to feel special, so they'll make you special. Now, women, female narcissists, like everyone thinks it's just men. Oh, no. There are lots of female narcissists, and, and usually what they do is they dangle the carrot of sex. Highly sexual women who, uh, you know, you see it on Facebook and Instagram, you know, all, all the, their pictures are sexually suggestive. That's a strong indication, not always, but a strong indication that you might be dealing with a narcissist. Men, you know, obviously we know it's, it's usually men in power, men who've achieved a lot. The most successful men generally, um, not generally, I, I hate to put a number on it, but quite often there's, you know, pretty heavy narcissism there um, that drove them because they're after the achievement. Like they make all the money, they make, it's, it's always about, can I get more, can I get, I just, I need more adulation. And that's why they need, they make you special and why they, you know, overinflate you and connect you. They're so charming. And why women, you know, will make you out to be something great sexually and, you know, chase you on and dangle that sexual carrot. And they'll be highly sexual with you in the beginning and eventually withdraw it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <clears throat> the second thing about a narcissist is they will talk about them nonstop. They don't ask you questions. Uh, they don't follow up. They'll take pretty much every topic and spin it back on themselves. Um, I, my mom was narcissistic, and I remember sitting at the, you know, the dining room table, Christmas table, there's big discussion going on. And all of a sudden my mom would just blurt out, how does this dress look on me? Like we'd be talking politics or whatever. Like she had to draw the attention back to her, you know, and that's a characteristic of a narcissist. They, they'll just bulldoze a conversation and spin it back to them. Something about them. It always has to revolve around them. Another sign you're with a narcissist is you feel crazy and confused all the time. Um, I married a narcissist and I described the, the feeling of being on a roulette wheel. She would berate me for hours about how awful I was. And I'd keep asking questions, trying to find out what the problem was. And I'd finally get it narrowed down. And that's why I use the analogy of a roulette wheel. It's like, okay, so it's red 22. If I do this, everything will be better. And the second I would get her to nail, like I'd funnel it into like, this is, this is what the problem is. She'd spin back out and all of a sudden it's black 15 and it would go on for hours. And by the end of the conversation, you know, I, I mean, I love to drink Coke 
Coca-Cola is like, I, I probably have two or three a day. It's my guilty pleasure. Well, by the end of a conversation with her, I would be convinced that my favorite drink was lemonade. Like you just go, wow, did I really do that? Maybe I did. Maybe I was mean. That's the crazy making nature of being with a narcissist. The fourth characteristic is that they ignore your needs and feelings. They get bored. When you talk about your emotional struggles, they just tune out. You know, they'll grab their phone. They just, huh, mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. Well, and then they'll spin it back to them. But they could really care less about how you feel. When it comes to arguments, they just shrug their shoulders. They won't even engage it. Um, they just walk away. They just don't. They just, because they lack that empathy. Yet they can't handle any type of criticism, any critique, anything at all. None. And the second you critique them, you can get violent rage and they'll usually spin it back on you. The fifth sign that you're with a narcissist is they constantly need their ego stroked, their looks, their intellect, their status. Um, and therefore, the, the friendships are difficult for them. They don't have a lot of friends and nothing's long term. Nothing's connected. They bounce in and out. And it's always about the other person. The reason is a narcissist is sucking the emotions out of you. They survive off of our emotions. And so, but they need a constant supply and a new supply. Like you're not enough. There isn't, you can't give them enough emotion or enough, meet enough of their needs. And they need it from many sources, not just one person. And so they will use you for a period of time until they cast you away or they'll keep you in your hip pocket, in their hip pocket until they've just taken everything from you. A big characteristic number six of a narcissist is they are incredibly sarcastic. They put you down. They have demeaning names for you, like my ex would call me dork um, all the time. They have mean one-liners. They criticize what you do, how you do it, what you wear. Um, they shrug it off as, what are you so sensitive for? Like she just, we'd be driving and she'd punch me in the arm. And she'd have this look in her eye. And I'd, and I'd be like, could you stop? She's like, what? What? Can't take it? Can't take it? It was, evil. It was just pure evil. I mean, because here I am as a man. I can't punch back. Do you see the power dynamic in that? You see the evilness of that and the criticism, the demeaning, like challenging my manhood if I can't take a woman hitting me, right? You know, punching me in the arm. What's the big deal? Can't you take it? Like that was the, the stuff I went through. And that's what they'll do, whether it's the way you dress, the way you look, you know, they'll find disrespectful pet names for you. They'll ask you to do something and then the way you do it, they go, well, that's not right. That's not good enough. You know, I, I expected something better than that. You know, you've planned this wonderful date or something and they find ways to criticize it. The seventh characteristic is they feel entitled to respect, special treatment and immediate compliance of their requests. Like, you drop the world for them. And if you don't, oh my God, this is where they spin it. You're so selfish. You're so self-centered. All you care about is yourself. Yet their demands are instant. It's just, it's all about them. But if you, you know, God, you could, your parents could be dying. And they request that you bring home takeout. And you're at the hospital. And then they'll chastise you. Well, I worked all day. Can't, I was exhausted. And, you know, you spent your life with your mother. You know, things like that, like just, and you're like, wow, you're caught in this double bind. You know, you're constant with a narcissist. You feel like you're in a double bind. 
Whichever, whatever choice you make, you lose. You can never win. That's the toxic, toxic nature of it. Number seven, they resent or they envy others' success. They put them down and they'll put you down when you try to succeed or they'll try and take credit for it. They'll say, well, you know, if it wasn't for my support, if it wasn't, you know, um, they'll see someone else that's succeeding just as much or close to them and they'll find fault in it. I know that's one of my narcissistic traits. I do that. I have to own that, you know, when it comes to the personal development stuff. I love what I talk about and I think other people, I put down other people. It's something I always have to catch myself. But see, a narcissist would never admit that. Never. They can't admit any wrongdoing. I mean, I have, <clears throat> pardon me, narcissistic traits and that's one of them where because of my own insecurity, because this means so much to me, and I know how helpful the things I talk about are to other people. It goes back to my childhood. I could never get my dad to listen to me and hear who I really was. And so my narcissism, the abandonment, the low self-esteem, the sense of not being good enough pops up. And I'm like, why won't people listen to this? This can be so helpful. Well, that's incredibly narcissistic. I don't know if you need to listen to what I talk about. Maybe it helps you. Maybe it doesn't. It depends on where you are in your journey. and. You know, it's, it's, but do you see, because I've done the work on it, I can see reality, like the adult me goes, okay, that's just the broken child in you that wants everyone to think what you talk about is a value to them, okay? The difference being, you know, when I get into that childish narcissistic state, I can get into adulthood and manage it, whereas a narcissist would never admit that, oh, wow, I'm being really childish here. This is about my trauma history. This isn't about them. I'm the problem. So <clears throat> the ninth characteristic is they have a Jekyll, a Jekyll and Hyde um, mood. They can be passive aggressive, lashing out at you. And then one minute they're kind, the next minute they're mean. They just, you never know what's going on. Their opinions or beliefs change. Um, and they try and fit those to make you crazy. Like I said, that was my first wife. You know, get it narrowed down to red 22 on the roulette wheel and it spin out to black 15. Could I could never ever understand what she needed or wanted. And literally, it could, she would sit and scream and yell. This was how underdeveloped I was because of my childhood. The best I could do is I would stand in front of her screaming at me for six hours constantly asking questions, constantly taking abuse, constantly hearing how awful I was, um, and constantly trying to fix it. We'll Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
the key with a narcissist is they don't want you to fix it because she got me for six hours sucking all that life out of me. It's all about power. And so if I ever fixed it, she'd lose her power source. She couldn't feed off me emotionally. She couldn't suck it all out of me. Okay. The other thing, number I mentioned this earlier, the 10th characteristic is they're hypersensitive. They're unable to accept any kind of criticism. They tend to view any feedback as a threat or insulting. Like this is where they'll spin it. This is where they call you the narcissist, call you evil. Like all the things that they've done. Oh my God, how could you? And you're like, well, wait a minute. You're punching in the arm, calling me a dork. And they won't hear it. Like, and they'll get rageful. Like that was the thing. She scared the living hell out of me. The rage in her eyes. Like it... And then she was physically abusive too. So it would, it was the best I could do. I just, I would shut down. I'd freeze. Um, so, but that's the, that's the way they control you is they, they use that volatile mood swings and they become overly upset when you offer any sort of suggestion that's contrary to what they believe or what they think or how they should do something. They get, completely annoyed about any feedback um, and and can and will most often fly into a rage um, if you do disagree with them in any way. Like you have to be compliant. Meaning not every person will fly into a rage over every any sort of suggestion or critique, but a narcissist it's basically a hundred percent of the time. Characteristic number eleven is they are massive manipulators. They are gifted absolutely gifted. They promise to go to, you know, therapy. Um, they'll, they'll manipulate by threatening to harm themselves. Um, they'll never, but they'll never go to therapy. If, if they go into therapy and, and they get any suggestion from the therapist that they're the problem, boom, they're gone. They won't participate. Okay. And I, I run into that a lot in couples therapy, the couples that I work with, um, you know, one of the spouses, refuses to look at anything about themselves. It's always the other person. Number 12, they accuse you of something random. Um, usually behaviors that they're doing, um, like out of the blue, you're like, and this is the crazy making aspect. This happened to me all the time. It's like, wait, like, you know, I can't believe Kenny that you um, left the, you know, the, the trash in the trash can yesterday. And it's like, but wait a minute. I've been in Vail the last five days working. I wasn't even here. Oh, yes, you were. And you're like, like you question it. And they're so good at it. They've developed this massive false story to just drill into you and they won't let it go. And then the aggression gets up because now you're challenging their view and their reality and and, you know, usually people that fall prey to a narcissist is because of, you know, unhealed trauma in themselves. And so that's why, you know, I've done another video on, you know, the seven reasons we attract a narcissist because of our own damage. Like this, you, we don't end up with a narcissist because we're healthy. We end up with a narcissist because of our own damage. And so if you're with a narcissist, the biggest mistake you can make is to think they're just the problem. Oh, no. It's both. And so if you're with, if you've heard this, you're like, my God, I'm with a narcissist, go to my YouTube channel and look for the, uh, it's, I think the seven ways we attract a narcissist because you need to see that because your, your unhealed trauma 
is the whole reason you got with them and they're not responsible for that. We need to fix that. Like I had to go heal the characteristics in me that allowed me to get in that relationship. They're not, she was never responsible for that because had I, had I healed those before meeting her, we would have never met. So don't forget that if you're with a narcissist, it's, you need work too. You know, and I say that lovingly. We're all perfectly imperfect. We've all been through less than perfect childhoods and that's why we're drawn to these dynamics. So, um, again, number 12 is they accuse you of random things that, and that's the crazy making stuff where you're like, I have no clue where this is coming from. And finally, number 13 is gaslighting. And this, this is the torturous aspect of it. Um, and you know you've been gaslighted if you don't feel like you're the person you used to be. If you feel more anxious and less confident, like I know I the set like I would driving home from work, like the anxiety, the fear, and walking in the house, going, okay, how do I need to act? What do I need to do? Can I say anything? Like, you know, I constant fear and anxiety, um, depressed. Um, there are pictures of me. I was, I, you know, I was like 60 pounds thinner. I stopped eating. Um, yeah, it was awful. You, and then, and you're constantly asking yourself, well, am I being too sensitive? <clears throat> you're constantly taking on blame for everything in the relationship. That's what the gaslighting does. You feel like everything you do is wrong. You think it's all your fault. When things go wrong, you find yourself apologizing all the time. You sense that something's wrong in the relationship, but you can't identify it. And that's because the double bind they always place you in and how they're able to magically spin out of any imperfection and spin it back on you. And by the end of it, you're like, God, I guess I did do that. I remember that going, God, I guess I did that. And apologizing for things I've never done. Like they're gifted, really gifted at that. <clears throat> You'll question whether your response to your partner was appropriate, like whichever way you go. That's the other part of it is because of their mood swings, you respond to a question or something they've done this way and you're like, oh, that worked. The next day you do the same thing and it's, oh my God, you're the worst person in the world. And so you're like, uh, what do I do? And you ask them about it, then the rage, this is the roulette wheel, red 22, black 15, but I did this, no you didn't. That's not what you did, you did this. And that like, right? Because you're challenging them. The other thing is you make excuses for the behavior. You basically deny and minimize it to your friends, your family. Um, you're trying to find a way because the reason we do that, this goes to the seven signs in us is we don't want to admit we're part of the problem and that we're getting sucked into it because our self-esteem is so low. It would be another self-esteem hit to admit to ourselves. Wow. I'm really getting sucked into this. Okay. Again, I don't have time to go into that. Go watch my other video. If you're succumbing to a narcissist, it's because of your own unhealed pain. And I go into more depth on that. So what's the solution to, if you want to outsmart a narcissist, there's only one way to stay with a narcissist, to outsmart a narcissist, to conquer them. You have to become one. That's it. You have to give up your soul. You have to remove any sense of empathy. You basically have to be around them and adopt their patterns. You can never beat a narcissist. Ever, 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 
ever. You will never get them to see the truth. You will never get them to feel empathy for you. You will never, and this is the toughest piece for people that are around a narcissist, is they, because of their own, their, their, severe, their own severe abandonment in childhood, they keep thinking they can fix it. And that's one of the signs, that's one of the ways they play into being seduced by a narcissist, is their own massive abandonment, and they think they can fix it. You just can't. So if you're with, if you recognize you're with a narcissist and you're like, I've got to get out, I've got to end this, I'm done. Well, I'm going to give you some solutions to do that. The first is you have to delete, block, and remove any and all contact with them. You can't engage them in any way. If you delete and block them and they find a way around it and they get in touch with you, you cannot respond ever, ever, ever. You have to completely cut the emotional supply because, you know, they'll, they'll persist. And especially here's what happens is you start to heal and start to get better. Out of nowhere, they'll magically appear. You'll run into them. They'll send a text. I remember my ex-wife 12 years later when I discovered all this, when I finally recovered my soul, it was maybe a little longer than that, but I'd finished my book and everything it was scary. She lives thousands of miles away and I hadn't heard from her in years and boom, I get an email. I was just thinking about you. I'm worried. Are you okay? <clears throat> like made my, like that's how gifted they are at feeling and reading your emotion. I had cleared from her like completely. And she went reaching back, trying to see, can I suck it back out? It was creepy. And that's what they'll do. And that's why you just have to, no more contact. You can't get near them. You just can't respond to things like that. When you think you're like, oh, I can handle it now. No, you can't. You'll be sucked right back in. You have to set boundaries with them and stick with them. You can't break them. You build their master manipulators. So they'll find a way to try and seduce you into breaking those boundaries, you can't do it. And finally, I, I said this just a minute ago, you have to get into reality. You can't change them. They aren't nice, not because they're bad people, but like I said, because they were made this way. But they are, no, they are not capable of true love, connection, intimacy, support, and actually being there for you. And you have to accept that truth. It is absolutely impossible. It's like trying to tell the sun that it's, you know, purple. Is, are you going to be able to convince anyone and yourself that the sun is purple? No, it's the same with a narcissist. You, could, you, you have to accept this is who they are. And finally, you can never let your guard down, ever, ever. Like I said, my ex, years, years later, Sends an email. Oh, still just makes my skin crawl. How adept they are at knowing that. And so you always, when that request comes in, when that attempt comes in, you have to be ready for it and start choosing. Okay, it's time for me to gain myself back. <clears throat> Again, if you're in the relationship with a narcissist, if you're leaving one, you're unsure how you ended up with one, please go to my YouTube channel. The seven ways we attract a narcissist. You have to watch that. 
If you've ever been with a narcissist and you haven't seen those things in yourself and recovered from them, you will continue to attract narcissists in your life. It, you'll find you'll just move on to the next one. Maybe not as severe, maybe more severe, but it requires work on our end. That's the biggest mistake. That's the single biggest mistake people make that they've been with a narcissist is they go, oh, it wasn't me. And that's the problem with the online stuff. You go watch everything on narcissism. They make out the person who's been with one is a saint and they never did anything. Oh, you poor thing. They never show them. Wait a minute. There are things inside of you that allowed this dynamic to happen that made you attracted to them. And so they never help them. And this is where my narcissism comes up. I get angry. I'm like, they need to tell you this. Why won't they tell you this? They just, oh, you're a victim. It's not your fault. Well, that doesn't help you. It doesn't get you to the solution of how you ended up there in the first place. So there are your 13 signs. There's your way to end it with a narcissist, get help for yourself and reclaim your life. I hope you choose it. You're worth it.